Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and joining us in studio are a couple of VIPs. In fact, I'll directly uh, introduce you to them. Shauna Jorgensen is the chairman of the 17th Annual Utah Healing Field, and Shauna, it's always wonderful to have you in studio. Thank you. Also joining us is the Salt Lake Volunteer Team Leader of Operation Underground, Robert Hanks. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. So the tie, we're going to talk a little bit about that, Shauna, and I'll give you an opportunity to explain our connection between the upcoming Utah Healing Fields and Operation Underground. You bet. So the connection that we have to um, their acronym is OUR, which is Operation Underground Railroad, they are our chosen charity this year that we are trying to raise funds for um, on behalf and through the forum of using the Utah Healing Field. So each year we choose a charity, and this year they are who we have chosen. Operation Underground, and you said O-U-R. Uh-huh. So we'll talk more in, in detail, Robert, about that in just a minute. And okay. We're glad and appreciate the efforts you make on behalf of children all around the world. Uh, but Shauna, the 17th annual Utah Healing Field is coming soon. What date? September 11th, right? Yeah, obviously, that's part <laughs> of it. You bet. So um, the field is open to the public starting on Saturday, September 8th which means 24-7, and does not close down until we take the flags down on September 12th. And we can only take them down when it's dry because we can't put wet flags away in the pod because they'll go all moldy. (laughs) So they are up uh, through the 12th, but there's no guarantee. Lots of people try and avoid crowds on the 11th, and they think they're going to come on the 12th, and then the flags are already down. So we admonish everyone to come before the 11th if that's how they're feeling, that they don't like to be around a lot of crowds. 9-11 9-11 is really um, our, definitely our busiest day on the field, and um, that happens to be a Tuesday this year, and it will include a ceremony, a, a memorial that we will be holding at 7 p.m. that evening, and um, it will be a tribute to those who have given their, their lives on that day, victims as well as police, fire, and military, and then um, it also will be honoring and allowing um, Operation Underground Railroad to talk as well during that ceremony briefly about what they do and what the money is that we're raising will go towards. Especially, it's interesting, the connection, because uh, September 11th, of, depending on your age, may be the, one of the most sobering moments of your life, of your adult life, when time stood still. And you recognize the vulnerability of our country when your hearts reached across the miles mm-hmm. and you you felt so close to all of our countrymen who were in New York City. And you mm-hmm. admired our first responders who were going into the buildings when others were trying to come out. There were so many emotions. Robert, do you oh, remember you just, where you were? Oh, yes. I was, I was in a business meeting that came to a halt and we watched. We, we got it on a TV monitor and watched the entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from work, and it was—it's absolutely unforgettable. You can never forget that moment. I had the opportunity to go to New York City shortly after September 11th, when um, they're still active searching, going embers 
smoke. Um, and and to me, and, and the memorial that is there now is so powerful, too. But walking through a site that has seen so much um, emotional burden, it, it is, um, it, you, you feel that shared pain. And yet, when I reflect back to the Utah healing field, when you walk through those flags and you have that moment to pause and reflect, there is healing in that. Can you explain the, the vision between, behind the Utah Healing Field? The vision comes from Paul Swenson, who is the owner of Colonial Flag, and that is the program presenter of the field each year. And um, so they have a foundation. Colonial Flag has what they call Colonial Flag Foundation, and that is who is the organizer behind the the event. Um, And then there are other fields across the country now duplicating this exact same field. So when you're on the field, it's it's a sacred feeling and um, it's a reverent feeling. And there is no textbook that can teach to our beautiful next generation, many who never even were alive on the day that this occurred, to teach what patriotism feels like, to teach what it feels like to be an American, you cannot teach that in a school or in a college or a university. You walk this field and you will feel it. You will know it. It will burn in your heart. And you will know what it feels like to be an American. The original idea, Shauna, was that each flag would represent the life of one of the victims of September 11th. Mm-hmm. And so that personalizes it. As you walk through, there's that pause mm-hmm. of this is a life, a family member. This is mm-hmm. someone in, real. And that it, it puts in perspective the costs um, and the sacrifices of, of war or standing mm-hmm. for your own principles, recognizing and celebrating each life for the value that it has. So as you explained that, you can't get mm-hmm. that in a textbook. And I agree, no. there is a sense of reverence at these fields mm-hmm. that are is absolutely spectacular. Now, these first responders that I, I brought up to um, that gave their life and or health to rescue others is, is a beautiful display of patriotism. Mm-hmm. But it also is in some ways very connected to the rescuing operations of Operation Underground. Um, talk to me a little bit more about Robert. How long have you been involved? And as a Salt Lake volunteer team leader, what does that uh, require for you? Oh, well, I, I've been involved since February. Uh, my wife and I went to a uh, an event where it was the featured charity at a, a gala event. And we heard the story and we donated that night. And I said to my wife, because I'm recently retired, and I said, this is what I've been looking for. I've, I need something to do in retirement, and this is the best thing I've ever seen. It's the best charity, the best cause that I could possibly imagine. And so <clears throat> I, I just decided to volunteer for Operation Underground Railroad, and I had specific ideas about what I would do. And about two weeks later, Vivian Schramm called and said, we kind of have a vacancy in the Salt Lake area and we need a team leader. Would you consider that? And it was, so my wife and I went to another event out at the Adobe uh, facility and we listened to Tim Ballard and, um, uh, oh, Tim Ballard and Jessica Mass. She's the director of aftercare and we were sold. And, you know, because when I say aftercare, when the children are rescued, from sex trafficking, they don't rescue anybody until there's aftercare already arranged. And so uh, 
we just couldn't imagine anything more worthwhile. The most vulnerable among us and enslaved in the most horrific way. So it's very emotional to talk right. about. I'm, I'm grateful for the voice that Tim Ballard has been for those children who took his law enforcement background and decided with this and other investigative uh, uh, partners um, and reaching into other governments, we can yeah. all work together to try to find where these children are, find who's engaged in child sex trafficking. Am I doing a, a, an accurate job describing oh, yes. this? And exactly they, right. And then they do a clandestine operation often, right? A setup? Yeah. And then when, I, go ahead. Tell I me. can describe that briefly yeah, to do. you. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they will actually send in what's called a jump team. And the jump team are posing, excuse me, as American sex tourists. And they go in and arrange parties and specifically you know, with sex traffickers and specifically request children. And the sex traffickers are more than happy to provide because they have a lot of them. And what happens is when the sex traffickers bring in the children to this supposed party, as soon as the money changes hands, the local law enforcement comes in. They make arrests of the entire of the party, sex, the sex traffickers, mm-hmm. including the jump team, because they have to maintain their undercover status. Yes. So they arrest everybody. And as soon as everybody's gone, the children uh, are turned over to the aftercare people. And the aftercare people will care for those children as far as up to the age of 18 as needed. They get protection, love, care, education, rehabilitation get them back into society in their own country. And, and to me, as a, a mother, or as I'll just say, as a human being, it seems to me that that aftercare is as important as the moment that they are rescued, because yes. you are reconstructing um, the world of that child, helping them put back those fragmented pieces. That's right. That, and, and help them develop in ways that they weren't able to do in that unhealthy environment. Right. And, and sometimes they can be reunited with parents. But but oftentimes the parents are dead, the parents are nowhere to be found, the parents were part of the problem or whatever, which is why they have aftercare facilities that are, you know, pre-vetted and operating specifically for these children. So money that is donated through the Utah Healing Fields will go to help support those two efforts of Operation Underground Railroad, both the rescues in addition to the aftercare? Correct, correct. So... Um, several ways that you can, as an individual or as a corporation or business, participate in this year's event. The theme this year is called Be the Light, which is part of the um, theme that OUR uses. So we just kind of dovetailed onto that and wanted to use that that same that that uh, ORU is the light that these children find at the end of this so, so much darkness mm. to be freed. So um, part of what they can do is they can show up at the field on Friday, September 7th at 5 p.m. It takes approximately three hours to raise over 3,000 flags, and you need to be 14 years or older to actually be on the field because of liability issues. Um, We don't want the children because the rebar is sticking out of the grass, and it's the same color. It's green, and children love to run, (laughs) and we just don't want any accidents. Sure. We tell that pole is put over the, the rebar, that, that is just standing out of the ground and it's just not safe. So individuals or families with children 14 or up uh-huh. can come at 5 p.m. on September 7th to Sandy City's Utah Healing Fields mm-hmm. and offer themselves as a volunteer, yes. as a light, yes. to help with the flags. Yes. 
And they also, um, we encourage anyone who visits the field to sponsor one flag. So you get to keep the flag and the certificate of that that flag flew on a Utah healing field, and it will be dated. It's a really nice certificate. Or you can donate the flag back for the following year's, the next year's field. Um, Every uh, poll is tagged with a bio of that individual who it's representing. So when you're walking the field, it's three times more powerful because you can stop at every single poll and read the little tag that's attached to it. And lots of people will find one that they connect to, to the story that they read. And then that would be the one that they would want to purchase. And do they do that online or is uh-huh. there? It can be online or walking the field. Either way, they can, um, if they purchase it online, there's two different ways, either $40, which includes the $5 for shipping, or they can purchase it for 35 And then just if they don't want the flag shipped to them, then they are donating it back. Then we don't charge that extra $5. Then it's $35 to sponsor a flag. And as we're a few days from the Utah Healing Field opening up. Uh-huh. If, you know, those who are listening right now, is there a way for them to, mm-hmm. to go look? And are mm-hmm. the bios online as well that makes They're it not. possible? Okay. They're not. That's a great suggestion. I haven't had anyone say that. And Thank web- you, Rebecca. Well, your webmaster now might be saying, hold on, oh, I got thousands. Yeah. But yeah. I, um, I'll go back to underscoring what you said about the personal experience of walking through and seeing the names. Uh, mm-hmm. Too often in life, things that are far away from us, either in history or distance-wise, it may not seem like a reality. And yet when you do pause in front of each flag and you read the name, it's very real what our country and that family and that individual experienced. And, and it's, it definitely is healing to be able to honor the life of that well, person. I, yeah. And I, I think, see, that, that part is very personal where you can look at the bio. I think there's also a real power in standing back and seeing the magnitude of that event by looking at 3,000 plus flags all in one place. That's a lot of flags and it really does illustrate how big that event was and how many people gave their life as victims and as first responders. We were reflecting on where we were at that time on September 11th. Where were you, Shauna? Um, I was at home and my daughter was a sophomore in high school and she had a cell phone at that point already. And she called me. She was in her first period at Jordan High School. And she says, Mom, are you, do you have the TV on? And I said, no. It was about 8.20 in the morning. And I turn it on, and my husband was still getting ready. And um, he served an LDS mission in New York City and, you know, walked past the World Trade Center, all those buildings all the time. And we stood there and watched the second tower be struck in real time. And it was, time just stopped. And and it gives me goosebumps even right now. I think everyone has the same experience of just the horrific sight that their eyes, this was not a movie. What we were watching, almost all of us, when that second building was hit, was in real time and was actual. And it just, I wish there was other words. I don't know what words to even use to describe what went through all of us, what went through our minds and our hearts and our emotions. And it just was so horrific. I remember I was working morning news. And so I was preparing. I had just finished the eight o'clock broadcast and was preparing uh, for the 830 broadcast when this started to come across the wires. And we turned the TV on to try to to confirm what is coming across the wires and seeing the second plane uh, hit the building and realizing that, that magnitude of how do you communicate on air 
in just a few minutes what you don't understand and what we don't know yet. And so every one of us at home or at work uh, reacted to it powerfully, those those of us who live. Mm -hmm. And I have spoken in the past to people who help others through grieving processes. And they said, we really do need a physical place to honor events that took our loved ones away, that going to the same place or going to a physical location mm-hmm. allows us to emotionally kind of connect to that. Mm-hmm. And so I always think of the Utah Healing Field as a mm-hmm. gift to our community, our Absolutely. entire state, to provide us that place mm-hmm. to to grieve mm-hmm. and to honor and, and then to rally uh, so that all of us can be more lights. What did you say the name of the theme again is? Be the light. Be the light of the Utah mm-hmm. Healing Fields. Those who just joined me, we are joined in studio by Shauna Jorgensen. She is the chairman of the 17th Annual Utah Healing Field. Also in studio with us is Robert Hanks. He's the Salt Lake Volunteer Team Leader of Operation Underground. And they are the benefiting charity. So for those of you who are donating this year to the Utah Healing Fields, you are helping to support the fight to arrest sex traffickers, mm-hmm. and the you're supporting the rescue and care efforts of those children. That's right. Robert, do you know approximately how many children each year are rescued by Operation Underground? Well, I can tell you that since 2014, they've rescued over 1,500 children. I know it's it's amazing. And given the fact that there are 2 million children enslaved in sex trafficking throughout the world right now, it seems like a drop in the bucket. But to each one of those children, it is life-changing. It's, it's an opportunity where there was no hope ever. And so they've rescued 1,500 children, and... They've rescued 1,500 children, and they've arrested 570 sex traffickers. And since sex traffickers don't just focus on one child, that that multiplies exponentially to the number of children that are prevented from having to go through this. Before you attended that um, gala and learned about Operation Underground's needs and its, its real activity around the world, were you aware of just how common child sex trafficking is? Oh, no. I I had no idea. And I think that 99% of the people listening and in the country would have no idea how prevalent it is. But I can tell you that the U.S. is the largest producer and customer of child sex trafficking. That's very sad to say. Many, many Americans actually travel to other countries as sex tourists. And it's a dark world. And our operators go into the darkest, ugliest places in the world to pull these beautiful kids out and then to take care of them afterwards. I can appreciate your emotion. I think everybody can, um, especially when you give us the, the, uh, the millions of children, the vision of that and how many years they have been awaiting uh, that rescue. And that's only the number that they're guesstimating. I, I believe it's probably even higher than 2 million. It could be. It's just so horrific. It is so dark. It is just so evil that, again, it matches the, the horrific event of 9-11 um, where there's no words to describe what these children are enduring. And try and live one day without having hope. That's the world that these kids live in. They have no hope. 
And hope is a fundamental stabilizing emotion that every human being operates from. We operate from faith that the sun is going to come up every day and it's going to go down. There's no computer that's making the sun do that. There's no uh, human that is making the sun go up and down and, and give us the light. And the only, again, so, so we operate on this basic emotion, this basic thought of hope. And this, that is what is stripped from these children. I, I was uh, reflecting on the reality that often when we hear those staggering numbers, at least two million children who are kept kidnapped, enslaved in child sex trafficking around the world, and 1,500 of them in the last few years rescued through Operation Underground, uh, you contemplate and you say, well, what can I do about it? And as Robert Hanks gave us that example, he began retirement, he heard about the need, and he stepped in. So I know you're also looking for those who can help for sure. Operation Underground. How would they reach you to, to enlist their efforts to support you? Okay. Um, our website is ourrescue.org, Operation Underground Railroad, rescue.org. So two R's in the middle mm-hmm. there. And they can find information on that, on how to volunteer. And I think the best way we can ask them to support us in the next couple of weeks is to attend the healing field, sponsor flags, and we'll be there to talk to anybody who wants to volunteer, anybody who wants to to donate, you know, through any means and such. It's a it's an expensive, dangerous operation, and we're so grateful to the Utah Healing Field for choosing us as their charity because the because this gives us a great venue for. Uh, you know, for getting some of these funds to be able to fund these operations for both rescues and aftercare. And isn't it a beautiful symbol to think of our American flag uh, waving and and the hope it represents for these children when we work together? And so the money, as you mentioned, Robert, thank you so much for underscoring that. You go to the Utah Healing Fields, mm-hmm. you sponsor a flag mm-hmm. and or donate. And the funds will help the charity Operation Underground Underground Railroad. For those who've just joined us, we have just a couple of minutes left. The um, a couple of the dates and times: September seventh at five o'clock. We need volunteers over the age of fourteen to be there at the healing fields to help put the flags up. Mm -hmm. You will also need volunteers to take down the flags. Correct. September twelfth. Okay. And what you do is you call Colonial Flag um, because again. I don't know why, but there always is a major rainstorm on the 12th of September every year. (laughs) And we never know if it's going to be in the morning or the afternoon or when. As of right now, it's 5 o'clock that evening to take the flags down. But if it looks like in the forecast, um, sometimes we've had to take them down as early as 10 in the morning because there's dark looming clouds coming. Because it's Utah. Because yeah, we live yeah. in a desert. Now, there's very special ceremony where we'll have a chance to hear uh, more from representatives of Operation Underground Railroad mm-hmm. and those who are leading the Utah Healing Fields. Mm-hmm. What day again is that? September 11th? It is September 11th at 7 p.m. There will be um, two different fire departments that were, are going to be connecting their ladders and draping another huge flag over the ceremony, which will be a spectacular sight. Whenever you've seen that, many people have seen that, but to see it in person, you just can't describe it. You just have to come see it. Come and look. It's free to the public to come to the field. It is a most amazing sight. Come and bring your dinner. People bring their lunch and their dinner and come and sit down amongst the flags. 
When you're sitting in the middle of the field, you can't even see the end of how many flags there are. They are precisely put into the ground. We we spray paint the field every year with a white dot where every flag goes. It is all very precision. No matter where you stand and look, they are in exact rows. It is just so well put together. So after so it's beautiful. set up September 7th, from dawn until dusk, yep. September 8th, September 9th, September 10th, and September 11th, mm-hmm. and you were encouraging those who joined us at the beginning of the show that you may want to attend with your loved ones before the September 11th because mm-hmm. the crowds are, are larger. And On the 11th. So if you want some uh, reflection time, mm-hmm. right. uh, it might be best for that, mm-hmm. but the beautiful ceremony on the 11th at 5 p.m. Yeah, uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Thanks yeah, for that correction. Before I let you go, Robert, is, is there something else you could share with us or you'd like to share with us? Oh, uh, certainly. Um, I say we're just grateful to the Utah Healing Field for uh, choosing us as their charity. And the Operation Underground Railroad is growing so fast and they are rescuing children. I'm thinking we don't, I don't have the exact number, but on average, about a hundred a month or fra- or faster, and they're they're all over the world. They're in seventeen states and nineteen countries, um, all at the invitation of the government. That's and again, seventeen states and nineteen countries. Right. Child sex trafficking happening right here mm-hmm. in our country, and the rescue operations starting right here. Yes. in our country in collaboration with others. Robert Hanks, thank you again for the service you provide as the Salt Lake Volunteer Team Leader with Operation Underground. My Shana pleasure. Jargonson, year after year, you are here with the Utah Healing Field. Thank you mm-hmm. for your dedication to helping us pause and remember the magnitude and the tenderness of September 11th. And please, on our behalf, thank Sandy City for, for hosting that. Again, more details about the Utah Healing Field will be online on fm100.com.